Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana, and for today's episode, I brought back my friend Sandia because I am pretty sure that you're quite tired of hearing me complaining and talking about post-grad life. So I asked her if she wanted to come to the podcast, talk about her life, because I think it's quite similar in a way to mine. She went to law school, but then she became a journalist right after And then she talks about her whole history and trajectory. And then we get to um, the post-grad life. <laughs> we do talk about this and share experiences and uh, how stressed we are. But it is a bit of a different perspective with a little touch of Sandia's story, which I really love. And uh, I actually learned quite a bit of her recording this episode. It was just really fun. And I really hope that you enjoy it too. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And now, without further ado, let's get to the episode. So, thanks for coming back once again. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. <laughs> I'm so glad I made the cut to come back. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I, I think the past two or 50 episodes I've just been talking about um, graduating and being in this limbo and everything else and how nice it's to have people relating to it. And obviously we've been talking about this a lot, but more than that, we do have like a, a bit of a similar trajectory, if so. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that maybe you could just come here and tell your story because I think it's quite interesting. My very untraditional way of going from A to B and then Z and then like, okay, wait, how did I end up here again? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so before we get to that, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Sandhya, Anna's friend. <laughs> um, what else do you want to know? I don't know, just, just well, how would you do it in an interview? <laughs> I don't know, I'm so bad at this. Like, I'm so used to interviewing people that when people interview me, I'm just like, I just freeze. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to, yeah. I don't even know what my name is. Like, how do I introduce myself? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's me, Sandhya. Just finished journalism school, applying for jobs, don't know where life's going to take me. Very nervous, pretty much in the same situation, like in a limbo, so. Nice. <laughs> well, not nice, not but nice cool. Nice with air quotes. <laughs> so yeah, you went to law school just like me. Mm -hmm. How did you end up there? So, well, I would say pretty much similar to your story. Like I did it because like family wanted me to do But also my story is kind of similar to a lot of like Asian kids. It's very like, if you don't know what you want to do, or if you do know what you want to do, that doesn't fall under the kind of like typical roles that Asian families expect their kids to do. Then they kind of like, look, like, no, do this. And like the choices that we have is normally you either become a doctor, an engineer or a lawyer, sometimes an accountant. So these are like the four. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes an accountant. <laughs> like an extra, like, oh, you don't want those three. Like we have the fourth one, <laughs> just in case. Um, so these are like the, the, the regular routes like a lot of us do and a lot of our families are like, oh, choose these jobs. They are more professional. They are proper jobs with like, you know, I'm saying that with like air quotes. 
Um, so yeah, like I, I always knew I wanted to be a journalist. I always knew I wanted to do journalism. But I guess because back then, at least, the journalism scene in Malaysia, maybe, or, or rather my parents and my family, they didn't know so much about it. Um, and they didn't know what, like, the opportunities were like and so on. So they, and we have lawyers in the family. So my parents were like, look, like, we have lawyers in the family. You, your aunt's a lawyer, your uncle's a lawyer. Speak to them and, like, you see how well they are doing. Maybe you can do law. And law gives you this kind of, like, professional um, it, it's it's a professional job and you know like status comes with it as well like that's a lot of thing with Asian families also status and all of <clears throat> status that comes with the job so yeah I just kind of like I'm like okay cool like my parents are paying for my education anyway and that's just kind of how I went into it and I was a very like you know naive teenager who's just like okay fine like I'll do whatever you want me to do <laughs> like yeah, so that's just kind of how I went into law. I really did not like it at all at that age, at that time. Like, I just suffered through law school. I hated it so much. Um, But looking back, I have no regrets, to be honest, because I feel like a lot of what I learned in law school gave me the foundation I needed as a journalist. Like, knowing how to write in a structured manner, knowing how to do your research very thoroughly, knowing how to speak to people and, like, kind of sussing out people you know so as much as I didn't like law school but like when I entered journalism as a like into the journalism industry soon after graduating I saw the value of it and I realized like okay you know like makes sense yeah. and how did you go to journalism like after law school did you even think about going into law like being a lawyer how was that because I'm quite curious I actually don't know that I so when I graduated law school you either do the bar or like you know we have this, a similar version in Malaysia like you do your legal papers and stuff so you can become a practicing lawyer and I knew that was one thing like over my dead body like I'm not going to be a practicing lawyer ever I could never see myself do it and I'm like I just I I literally started applying to media companies um, back home the, a day or two after I finished my final law paper because I'm like I can't do this I've been doing this but I've been studying this for like what four years or something and I'm like I'm done like that's it so and my parents knew because I all like throughout the those years I kept telling them that look it's not just a phase like I actually really do want to be a journalist like I'm very curious about it so I think because like I constantly told them about my plans that when I told when I told them I'm, I'm actually applying to media companies they were not surprised and in fact it was my dad who sent me the advertise, advertisement for like this job opening at the media company that I eventually worked in for that six and a half years so yeah like I just I, I didn't want to like I didn't want to be a professional practicing lawyer or like going to any law firms and I kind of gave myself like six months to a year or whatever I thought like okay let's just try applying to all these media companies and see what happens like I would take internships and I would take whatever that comes my way. And then if things don't work out, then I'll go back to law. Like I'll go back and do my legal papers. And yeah. So lucky for me, things worked out. Like soon after I graduated, I applied, I got an internship opportunity. And while doing that internship at a radio company, <clears throat> a news organization, a, a news organization I, I applied today got back to me and they're like, look, we've got a full-time role as an education correspondent. Would you like, be interested in coming for an interview and I'm like sure and interview went well and they like they needed someone immediately and I'm like yeah I'm available so they hired me and it's a really good company to work with it's one of like Malaysia's biggest and most well-known English newspapers uh, newspapers so 
I'm like amazing like this is great like I had such a great opportunity to learn and everything so like that it it kind of happened just very quickly and very suddenly and yeah and it, it I stayed with that company for six and a half years and when you were applying for jobs like they didn't demand that you had um a degree in journalism no. or something communications no I think they, they were happy like they were quite uh impressed I would say that I had a law degree they were like oh cool like you have a law degree it means you know how to research well it means you know how to be thorough with your work it means you know how to write structured in a structured manner and so on they like we started having those conversations and I'm like yeah like I can actually put this forward and I, I remember for the interview I had with that um, news uh, organization we there was actually a test I had to sit for that where they they assess your writing skills so that was something I had to go through. So like it was like we had an interview, but after the interview, there was like a small test as well. Um, so I, I think they saw from there that like, okay, she's she's not a journalism graduate, but like her skills are transferable, like from law to journalism. And yeah, I think that worked out that way. Yeah, because I remember when I decided that I wanted to get out of law, I was just like, no, let me check like media companies mm-hmm. and see newspapers and everything else because... It would be great if I could just do the change that way. Mm-hmm. But they actually requested a degree in communications, journalism, really? some stuff like that. And it made me so mad because when I decided that I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to give in and just go to law school. Uh, my family was just like reassuring me that I could do so many things with it. I could still write and everything else. Then I graduated and I it was just like, no, I cannot. What? <laughs> you tricked me. I felt betrayed. <laughs> Uh, but again like you said like I don't regret how things went on and then just got me here and stuff um but yeah so you were already a journalist and you you came here to do a master's in journalism like how did that happen thank you to better health for sponsoring this episode moving to Edinburgh was not an easy decision and it required a lot of mental and emotional preparation And nothing could have prepared me better than going to therapy. I've been in therapy for the past seven years now, and I cannot recommend it enough for those who think about starting this journey. I know sometimes it might be hard to find a good therapist that will match you, so that's why I recommend a BetterHelp as your next therapy source. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash thebrazilianpov. That's betterehlp.com slash thebrazilianpov. I, like, I... All doing a master's in journalism was something I've been wanting to do just for the longest time and I thought like I would do it maybe when I was like in my early 20s and I started like 
um, researching, like I think when I was maybe about 23, 24, I started researching and I was like, okay, I'm going to look at Canada and like maybe Australia. So it was Canada, Australia and the UK. I was looking at different universities and like the programs they offered then and stuff like that. But I didn't have the money to do it. And I'm like, I didn't want to like rely on my parents because they had already paid so much for my law degree. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this, but I don't have the money to do it at this point in time. So I need to work a bit more and save up a bit more. And it took a long, long time because like I, all of that happened at like about 23 and I only came here last year, which was, I was 29. Um, But it's, yeah, like, you know, I was already a journalist. And so why did I do this? I, I was a journalist, but primarily in just one area of journalism, which was like being a, a print news reporter um, you know, so being a, a reporter in the in the written form, like I was just writing news reports. I've always been interested in doing like different, e- like, you know, trying to like go into different areas of journalism, learning how to do uh, media, um, sorry, like TV, TV journalism, and as well as radio journalism. TV was like the, the, the thing that I was like, very, very, like my first introduction into journalism and my first love for uh, journalism was actually being a broadcast journalist. Like that was always the idea that I went into it. So yeah, like I thought, okay, like, and this course at Napier, when I researched about it and I saw all the different aspects of journalism they would teach you and who the lecturers were, like, I got really excited when I saw, like, it was going to be James for TV. And obviously when I saw it was Alex and I saw, I read his credentials, I was like, oh, it's going to be cool and like stuff like that. So I don't know, like, I think it was just like the course they offered here at Napier that really caught my attention. I thought, okay, cool. Like these are people from the industry and I don't know about like these different aspects of journalism that I've not I don't have any experience in so I, I want to learn it like I want to go into it and I guess like the side reason was also that I just kind of wanted to leave my country for a while you know <laughs> like I just want to like go out there see what the world is a little bit like you know I've just been kind of like in a routine for like a long time and yeah just experience life a bit I guess so you chose basically the university it wasn't even the country first yeah, because I had a few different countries in mind, but... Did you apply for them or No, not? to be honest, because, like, I, I was very interested in Australia, also because, like, my best friend lives there, and I thought, like, it's it'd so be amazing. Close. It's so, so close. close. Yeah. yeah, it's so close to Malaysia. So, Australia was kind of, like, at the top of the list, but it was expensive. Like, I couldn't really? afford it. Yeah. I didn't even look at it because I was just, like, too far. I can't mm. even... I couldn't afford it. I was just like, ah, it's too much. I, even the tuition fees was too much. So, actually, although, like, the UK exchange rate is higher... I could afford it all on like my own like savings and everything so I'm like okay cool and like it was a good university like I mean when I read the description and what we would do the breakdown of the course and who are the lecturers involved I thought like this is like I thought okay it's not bad like I I like this I like how they yeah how they teach and structure it so and honestly no regrets I've actually really enjoyed this course yeah yeah no definitely um and yeah so you wanted to go into TV and how is it now? <laughs> oh my god, have I like it's been an eye-opening experience like doing TV <laughs> with James. Ah, oh, James is our lecturer and like I just he's a sweetheart. He's, he's an angel, but so good. Like I think by far one TV. of the most structured like lecturers oh, we yeah. had. Yeah. So so good. And I I still love it, but <laughs> I'm also like, oh my god, can I actually do this? It's it's very it's so different. It's so What's the word I'm looking for? Um, technical. But to be fair, like when we used to do like news day. So basically, just to explain, the news days are like simulation of a day in a newsroom. So we would produce like a TV program from scratch. 
and then we would go out in pairs and we would always be a pair and I would do like camera equipment filming um and editing you were such a great like report and script writing because I could never that it's like my deep 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 weakness I think you and I worked so well as a team. Yeah. We were really quick. Like I because I I guess we worked on our strengths. Like you were so yeah. good. You're good at like editing and cutting and I just love piecing it. things together <laughs> and like all like the technical aspect which I just like I suck at it. Like I can learn it, but I think like there was like time just felt so short that I'm like like I was just constantly like oh my god, like I can't do this, I can't do this. I think I kind of struggled a little bit with the individual tv packages that we had to work on because that's fully individual you do it on your own i was just like oh my gosh like i'm making mistakes i don't know how to edit this and put it together like it was an absolute nightmare but the news were good because like we paired up and like yeah. we knew what each other's strengths were and we kind of like worked on that and we were really quick like me with my script writing and reporting and you with like putting it all together and fast and everything so I guess like I don't know in the real world like you know you if you have a team like that then it's probably cool like it's fine mm-hmm. um but yeah I guess I really just need to brush up on my technical skills with TV because it's just so technical for <laughs> me. Yeah. It was a It was it was like you said like it was quite cool that we were together on this. It was just like you know when you can do your part and it's fine and you can rely on someone else to just like do, do their part yeah. that's just going to come out fine and you yeah. know it is so it's just like peace yeah <laughs> and I think even James recognized that didn't he like with the fringe story that we yeah told and that yeah so it was good like I really enjoyed it genuinely like and I love that we both like really like hard news and stuff like, did, arts, yeah. and, arts and culture is not with us oh and it's God. clearly not because it sucked <laughs> we were so bad like I struggled you knew I was struggling and I saw you struggling and I'm like it was so <laughs> We are like hard news girls. No, like, okay. It was ridiculous. I was just like, I don't know what to film. And you were like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't, I don't know what the angle of this is. Why am I so bad at this? <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, this is not going to work out. But it's fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine for the other news. We're going to choose like news, <laughs> like hard news. <gasps> Do not good. put us on the end finally ever again. <laughs> Arts and culture. Oh, gives us hard. news to do. <laughs> But I think it's quite interesting as well, like when you go, I don't know if you felt that when you go into a new country, you can feel how everything works differently as well. So for example, like Malaysia, you can do um, media with a law degree in Brazil, you might be able to, but there's like this difficulty to get into that. But here, for example, I was quite surprised how you actually have to go into radio first and spend some time there to then go into tv what is it you didn't know (laughs) okay so newsflash (laughs) you actually have to do that so because i noticed um everyone from tv did that Mm -hmm. i think i heard like three stories from our lectures and then i did the internship at radio fourth and then this editor was going into TV. And then I asked her, like, do people here, can they go straight to TV? And she was like, absolutely not. Like, people usually don't go straight to TV. Like, you have to go to radio and spend a good mm-hmm. amount of time in mm-hmm. radio. And then you will get, like, technical skills, like, strong ones for audio and everything. And then you just develop and go to, like, visuals and stuff. I guess it makes sense. Because, like, yeah. radio is also very technical with all, like, piecing things together and, like, yeah. all the aspects. So, like, yeah, I guess it makes sense, like, that trajectory. Like, you go into radio, you gain all those skills. And then once you go into TV, it's not that difficult. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, like, yeah, with TV, 
would just be the additional visual aspects of things but yeah yeah but there are like some entry level like junior jobs at tv like i don't know how would that work i'm actually curious james told me to just apply for it he said like one of the good ways to get into tv here is like just apply for so like he was giving the example of stv i think mm-hmm. and they have like they had they occasionally no not occasionally but quite often have like this production journalist role and he said like apply for it and just try it and go in and like that's kind of like one way to get into tv like it's a good mm-hmm. thing and so then okay I tried. That's interesting. No one's ever replied to me. So <laughs> let's see. I think, I think their processes are quite slow. Mm. Some of them are so slow. Like you know what I realized? There's something else that's different here than how it is back home. Mm. So like you know Malaysia, we're just perpetually like summer the whole year. Like we don't have seasons. Like it's just summer, and then towards the end of the year, it's monsoon, and yeah, you know, that's it. Here, obviously, you know, you have all the four different seasons. I noticed something like. During so when I was applying for jobs around a- between April to June this year, people are only getting back to me now. And when they reply me now, oh god, they are like, oh so sorry, you know, like we've been away for summer holidays and like it's only now. Like they started replying me. I think end of August, uh, end of August, yeah, sorry, end of August, early September. And like the reason for most of them is that we've been away for our summer holidays. So I think it's okay. Like, so no one's working. So no one's then. working then. <laughs> And I was like, oh, summer holidays, we're out of here. So, yeah, I think that was something I kind of do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're the same Brazil. We don't have, well, I mean, maybe just for the holidays, like Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Because I had that, like, I for my lawyer job, like, I started in, as an intern. So I applied for it, like, November, and they got back to me, like, in January. Like, I was sure that I did not get it. And I just did a call, like, hey, and I was like, mm, all right, you. <laughs> I didn't remember you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we talked about how we saw on TikTok that they have this year, like yeah. September, October is like a hot hiring period. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> oh my God. Awful. The limbo <laughs> continues. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah. But... What did you take from the master's? I mean, say? yeah, like I, I genuinely enjoyed it. There's a lot of like ups and downs and like learning new things despite already having some um industry experience like you know learning things about tv learning things about radio oh magazine as well like you know learning some stuff about magazine um so it's been good like no regrets i yeah no regrets applying to this university and taking this course up i genuinely enjoyed it so much um but definitely there are a lot of areas they could have improved on yeah you know especially communication and and just getting stuff done and getting equipment sorted and yeah for the amount of money we pay as international students some of the things are just not working like Burley yeah what Burley didn't work till about a week or two before on Tuesday yeah you know so things like that like generally like it was worth it it was because some people like say that it wasn't and I'm just like that's insane no I I liked it like I thought for me it was worth it like like if you if you see us like a year ago, look how much we learned. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Like I can actually put on my CV and resume, like put up on my website like my TV stuff and my radio stuff, which yeah. I don't have before this. Like before this, it's all like my written like stories and reports, which is fine. But you know, like it's quite cool. Like hey, look, I've got like a whole TV package and like yeah. our TV newsday stuff that we did together. I've saved all of that and like you know putting it up on my website. So. I don't know. I I found it so worth it because I think it's not just about the masters for me. It's everything that came with it. Yeah. You know, you learn all these new skills and 
you're a foreigner in a new country and you're like meeting all these different people and that way you're also gaining new skills and new experiences so it was kind of like a mesh of everything like a combination of so many things which made it a really fun experience so it's been good i liked it yeah no definitely like i look at it like how much i've learned like i didn't know anything mm-hmm. about journalism I probably knew a little bit more in terms of like crime report just because, you know, zero <laughs> to 100. You either knew nothing or you knew crime. <laughs> but other than that, like I didn't know the basics of like writing a story, mm-hmm. like how to look out for stories. Yeah. And I think that we had like a good basis in terms of that. Yeah. And then like looking for stories because we did like with Alan, for example, like going on news bash and I was yeah. like, what the hell is the point of walking around? Yeah. And then we actually learned and it was actually so, so, so useful because then you see a pamphlet of something yeah. and then you go look into it online then there's an event and then you go to the event and then you find city council yeah. and stuff, city councillors yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I think like Alan's class was really good with news writing. Like, he yeah. was so structured and he was like like over time you realize there's a template to writing news stories mm-hmm. and you, you just follow that template and you're fine because like most news stories are the same like it's different with feature stories but news stories it's literally a template it's literally who what when why yeah how and you know I'm all of that and you just like put that in <laughs> put your quotes in and like you're done so and Ellen was so good in the way he taught it I thought yeah yeah definitely and I feel like the whole media law is very useful as well. Mm. So I wouldn't even think about any of that, to be fair. No, I, I would about like some stuff is just like common knowledge, I would yeah. say. But I wouldn't even consider that as like part of like journalism because I thought it was be it was going to be like so hands on. But to be fair, we did like crime reports and media law as well. Yeah, some, some parts of like the media law subject was quite. I, I thought it was quite useful because there were like some things that I just I had no idea because like I've never done like yeah. crime reporting or anything and I'm like oh cool like I didn't know like I knew some basic of it through law school like yeah. oh don't mention this or don't mention that but like the extent to which of things that you're not supposed to like yeah. you know to protect people like people's identity and so on so it's it's been good like yeah there they've been flaws like you know like we were talking about like equipments and like certain you know like communication problems or like certain stuff like with the lecturers and all of that but overall I genuinely have no regrets like I enjoyed it it's been good like I miss it already yeah where did one year go the new class is starting next week and I'm just like get out oh Oh my god like imagine they're all gonna experience like all these things for the first time oh my god I was panicking the beginning I remember like it's insane like they are starting now but I feel like I'm just like I'm, I just finished yeah like, how is it the new year getting rid of us like real yeah. quick so the new class can come in oh, and they'll get Laurie Laurie's a, uh, yeah. yeah Laurie's been another big takeaway from this whole thing Laurie's like, an been angel so amazing like <clears throat> honestly I feel like with my major project Laurie just absolutely carried me <laughs> through the summer no I, I feel like my audio would be a shit show if Laurie wasn't just like so here's this microphone for you to use yeah. here's how you use it and I was like oh amazing this man just like like you know WordPress is I think the most straightforward like medium to use for a website like if mm-hmm. you just google sorry like YouTube stuff oh yeah even google stuff like pretty sure you can just kind of like figure it out on your own yeah but me being the technical idiot that I am <laughs> I think like Laurie saw me struggling with some things bless his soul he downloaded just 
and install so many things on my WordPress, like um, the, the working page, I think, before like you go onto the website. That just made my website so easy. Like, mm-hmm. like bless this man. I hope he gets paid as much as he wants. Um, and ha- did you have this too? I was wondering, like people coming up to you and just being like, now what? Oh my God. Are you going back to Malaysia? What are you going to oh do? Yeah, I think so. Like the going back home for the most part, I think like a lot of people in my circle know that like I want to continue being here for a while. Like I, <clears throat> that I'm going to take up this visa hopefully and like stay on here for like maybe the next two years or something so like that part is fine but it's mostly the oh what are you doing now with all this free time and I'm like I don't know I've not been this free in the last like almost seven years and so I don't know what to do with my free time but yeah it's a bit like it's a bit scary because even you are like yeah what like what do I do I'm just applying for jobs right now that's that's literally it my life right now is me applying for jobs and I have that's it that I'm doing like I work part-time so I have that as well so yeah it's just between me spending my day working part-time and applying for jobs um, I'm lucky because I have my brothers here so like I have a bit of like that family kind of support so I have them as well and yeah just hanging out with you guys and so when people ask me like oh what are you doing I'm like this this is my answer and like that's it like I don't know if it lives up to your expectation but I'm doing nothing much and yeah honestly I think like maybe younger me would freak out a little bit but I think like now that like, you know, I just turned 30 in July, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm at a, at a stage in life where I feel in a way a bit comfortable with like not comfortable, but content with like where I'm at in life. And I feel like there's this kind of like slight like peace that I feel. I feel like, yeah, like I don't have like a proper job right now and I'm a bit restless in that aspect. I really am. Like I really want to get a job as soon as I can, hopefully. But there is some form of peace as well. Like, I don't feel as restless as I would have if I was at this stage, like, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel a bit more like it's... It'll be fine. Like, things will work out when it should work out. And it'll be okay. You know? Yeah, I do have this thought process as well. But I am... Um, I feel the pressure a little bit of just like, oh, what are you doing right now? And I'm just like, applying mm. for jobs. And then just like, obviously doing things for the podcast as well but it doesn't take up like the whole day mm, yeah. and then it's just me like catching up on netflix and stuff and it i it feel it feels kind of like this guilt side of things yeah. there's like this huge pressure just getting a job and then starting that and then you know just like mm. starting adult life because i think yeah. that for me i never had this one thousand percent because I always lived with my mom and now it's just like I just want to really live adulthood and I know that it's different in Brazil because usually you just don't get a job and leave Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. you just live with your parents and it's totally normal but I think that I got this mentality when I came here because here's not like that so much and I'm just like I don't know I'm panicking a little bit in the sense of I'm gonna turn 28 in a couple of months and it's so young I I have this in mind it's so young but in my mind like I'm pressuring myself a little bit to just like get a job and get financially independent and then just properly start my life yeah no I so I get it like I really do like I can empathize with you because like (laughs) I so like I can relate to that feeling because it's very similar to like 
like for us as well, like back home in Malaysia, it's normal for us as well. You graduate and you live with your parents and it's fine. And, you know, um, yeah. So like, you know, the, the part that you said where like, you've never been in the stage where like, you, you don't know like what's going to happen next. It's so similar for me as well. Like I've, I've never been like, I think at every stage of my life, I've always had things planned out. Like, okay, like, you know, you're going to study this first and you're going to do this first. And then like, once you graduate, this is going to happen for you. But if that doesn't happen, you have this fallback. Like I've always had options to fall back on if A doesn't work, you have B at least. So it's definitely a new area for me as well to be in right now. Like, like I, I don't know what I expect at all. Like I've never been in this stage in my life where like, okay, like I've graduated university what do I do now? Like, I don't have, like, a plan E or a plan B. I don't have, like, my parents holding my hand saying, like, oh, okay, don't worry, we got this and we'll plan this out for you. Like, I don't have that. Like, you know, you're, like, at 30 now. Like, it's kind of, like, real life, like, adulthood. So I think it's quite scary. It's quite scary for me Um, from that point of view, from that perspective. It's a bit, like, very uncharted territory, so much uncertainty and no clue where you're going to be. And then being a woman who's like 30, there's that additional like, oh, okay, but like, so, you know, you're asking me, have people been asking you like, what are you doing right now? I have that. And I also have questions of like, oh, you look like you're 30. Do you not want to get married? Like what's happening? So, you know, you have that as well as a woman. So, you know, like it's all a bit, it can be quite overwhelming sometimes, which is why Mm -hmm. like, I think I'm grateful that like, I have that inner peace that I was talking about. Like, I think because like, I'm, I'm, I don't know like I think I'm just trying to enjoy this a little bit this phase a little bit where I don't I'm not stuck not not stuck but like I'm not like I don't really have a routine or I don't really like I don't you know like I'm just kind of free to do what I want to do and decide what I want to decide and no I don't know like I might be like a hopeful idiot <laughs> but I I'm very hopeful that things will work out in the <laughs> way that it will so I think maybe maybe that's just me fooling myself into believing things oh it's so like I trust so much that whenever it's meant to be it will be yeah regardless it's just like the job maybe you will get an amazing job but it's the role is going to be available in a week yeah you know stuff yeah. like that so I truly believe that I think like a lot of people have been telling me just like enjoy where you are mm. like you don't have anything right now and stuff but I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in constant pressure, like for myself. Like I put so much pressure on myself and I demand so much from myself. So yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. When you've never been in that space before and suddenly you're it's thrown awful. into it, you're yeah. like, what do I do? Yeah. But everyone <laughs> goes through it apparently. So uh, yeah, it's all yeah. it's all part of growing up anyway. It's all part of like adulthood and like just kind of putting yourself out there and experiencing life which mm-hmm. is why I think like you know uh, you know going back to the earlier topic we were talking about like the masters whether it was worth it coming here what did you take away from it I think this is all part of it like mm-hmm. putting ourselves out there and just just doing life I think and whatever happens happens because yeah at the end of the day it's not like you're not doing anything you are like you're doing your best and that's all that you can do that like I genuinely I truly believe that like you do what you can within your control. Beyond that, it's not for you to like, you know, it's hard because you're only human and a lot of it is very overwhelming. And it's okay to feel all these emotions, but it's sometimes I think like we get so, for me at least, like I get so fine to my own head that I need to put myself out and tell myself, look, you're doing the absolute best that you can, like with all these job applications and everything. And 
that's as far as you can go like beyond that it's not in your control so like you sitting here overthinking and falling sick from overthinking and all that stuff it's you know there's no point to it so yeah i like when i can relate to people as well so i like to speak to my friends who've been through this mm. and stuff or who are going through this it makes me feel like so soothed yeah like i was speaking to my friend the other day so like how was it for you when you finished your master's like what happened and she was like well i freaked out went back to brazil <laughs> and then now i'm here working and then you know like things fall yeah like the way that they are supposed to like they yeah. happen the way they're supposed to and it's okay if you freak out a bit it's yeah fine. Like, it's fine <laughs> you're only human so it's okay like, i'll be worried if you're not freaking out anna <laughs> no i'm just chill i love like just doing nothing i just i'm not one of those people apparently <laughs> but yeah with that what is the recommendation of the week i so i'm currently reading this um this book called the thursday murder club i think and i think it's authored by richard osman i could be wrong but i think it's richard osman thursday murder club so i'm currently enjoying it like i'm not done reading it but it sounds like a very cool it's a it, it gives a bit of like the only murder only murders in the building mm-hmm. vibe so I like that. It's kind of it's going well. So I people like reading these kinds of things. Go for it. It's funny because I remember I just remember that I read it on my way here. Really? And because I'm such a lunatic and I was bringing like books and stuff in my (laughs) luggage, um, I was reading this one and I was just holding it. Okay. And then I finished it in Lisbon Airport, and because it was just like too heavy and I didn't have anywhere to put it, I just left it there. (laughs) <laughs> well it was Portuguese I'm wearing Lisbon so I was like well someone who speaks Portuguese is gonna find it just have it did you like write a note on the I book or something I like... didn't even have a pen I thought about it but I was just like I'm gonna leave it or well it will find its way yeah oh that's so cool though like do you like do you normally like write your name or something like in your books no. like that oh, okay no yeah but imagine like if you did all of that and someone finds it like hey <laughs> so cool yeah well, thank you so much for making time. And now we have to get, well, I have to finish getting ready for our friend's birthday party yes. that we're going now. <laughs> we, yeah, it's been fun. Like, thank you for having me. Like, this has been such a fun, cool conversation. Like, relate, like two people on the same boat. <laughs> just, just getting by in life. Hopefully things will work out. It will. It'll be fine. Yeah. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Some people came to me and said that they listened to my post-grad life episode and they felt that it was very relatable because everyone has been in this limbo and because the limbo is still very much here, we're still very much going through this process. I thought that it would be quite nice to get into a little bit of that subject as well, talking to Sandhya because we do talk about that quite a lot. So because we're still on this phase of life, um, it would be, I thought it would be nice to just exchange experiences and ideas on this. And I really hope that you enjoy that. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye everyone.